Welcome to Uncontained, episode 183. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and this week I speak to Ari Miholopoulos. He's the guitarist and singer of a band called Destrophy, and also he was on the road with metal band Otep for nine years playing guitar as uh, the backing band. So he's got some experience in the music industry. He was signed to Victory Records until he just heard like days before recording this episode that Victory had sold. We get into all of that and also what he's doing now with physical training. I'll keep this intro nice and short. Just make sure you subscribe to Uncontained on your podcast player of choice. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review uh, Uncontained on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So let's jump right into it. This is my conversation with Ari Miholopoulos. Ari, how are you doing, man? Doing great. All right, cool, man. It's been a long time since I talked to you. Actually, the last time I interviewed you was back probably 2006-ish. Wow. Back when I was uh, working at a college radio station, KBVU The Edge in Storm Lake, Iowa, and you were pushing the CD Crystalis. That sounds about right. Yeah, that uh, that was back when music cost money. (laughs) <laughs> you mean you mean to buy <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah now you can just download everything for free yeah yeah i didn't i really didn't see that coming you know uh 25 years ago when i kind of set out on this career path that you know the thing that you monetize would become free so yeah uh, yeah it's been a minute since 2006 so how, how how have you adapted to that? That's kind of uh, big. <laughs> Just get started with the heavy stuff right away. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, as as I say to a lot of my friends, you know, who are uh, always aspiring to be in the music business and all this type of thing, uh, I usually say, you can't make any money in music, but you can make money off musicians, right? Okay. So, in other words, providing a service, basically. So. From the beginning, from 1999, I opened this studio, uh, Interlight Recording Studio in Iowa City, and I made money recording bands. You know, so I'm making money in music yeah. off musicians. You see what I, I'm saying? I think that is um, actually how I met you in the yeah. first place, either at a show or when uh, my friends in uh, Freak Label came to Freak record Label. one of their albums there and right. got to check out the studio. Pretty cool stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, but again, that's just an example, because uh, to make money off music itself is a whole other thing, you know, it's uh, <laughs> much trickier. Yeah, basically, does that have to come from merch sales and live shows, or have uh, record for, labels taken all of that, too? Uh, some have. I haven't personally been involved in a deal that is, uh, they call it, I think, the 360, which means they get a piece of your live performance, they get a piece of your merch, um, you know, I don't Your know what sales. else they could get. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Well, they get they kind of get that anyway, baked into whether you purchase CDs from them at a certain cost in order to sell them to the fans. So they're kind of making their money there. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I, I, again, our 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 deal, uh, you know, is it, it didn't they didn't uh, mess with any of the merch. You know, thankfully. That's good, man. That's good. Because for the longest time, like I heard that's the main way that 
bands can actually make a little bit of money is through merch sales and live shows. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can't claim that we were, we were very good at it. (laughs) I've seen, I've seen some bands that just absolutely kill it in merch and it's really impressive. And I, you know, I just never had the fashion sense. I was always unfortunately too busy working on the music, you know? Yeah. You know, the little things. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had, if I have, had one major fault i'd say uh career-wise it was keeping my eyes and ears and brain very focused on the art and not enough focused on the business and not enough focused on the marketing um, yeah you know uh, the, the career choices things like that i wish I, I wish i had more of my brain now obviously you know what i knew uh if i if i knew then you know what do you know now? Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing, man. It's always like if you knew what you knew now back right. then, you'd be so much better off. But it doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't. It does not. Man. Okay, so Dystrophy, I know are you are you guys playing anymore recently? I haven't no, haven't last show was t- in two thousand eleven supporting the release, uh the last release which was Cry Havoc, the second release on Victory Records. Okay. And uh, and on that tour, we were picked again to open for Otep. And at the same time, Otep herself asked uh, Destrophy to be her backing band, which, is, as I've told the story many times, I, I initially declined uh, politely. I just said, you know, hey, I've, I've got an album I really worked hard on. I believe in it. And and to be honest, the last time we had toured with Otep twice before. Yeah. Uh, the first time was all right. And the second time it was just kind of getting like we were second of four or five bands and as opposed to being direct support. And honestly, her, her fans just don't buy a lot of other bands merch. And I, you know, it doesn't take too long to figure that out. And eventually I'm like, guys, we got to, we cannot tour with this band again. It just doesn't make sense. It's, it's stylistically, it didn't make sense either. You know, yeah, we were very much, they're like super heavy and you guys have some melodicness to you as totally. well. You got some heaviness, but you got the melodicness inside too. Yeah. I was thinking at the time, you know, it was much more like breaking Benjamin or, uh, uh, three days grace, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, we, we kind of started, I don't know, with maybe like a seven dust fear factory kind of vibe, but, but okay. always rooted in Metallica. I mean, Metallica is the reason why I do this. Metallica is the reason why I still do this. Probably just really you know, find, find, yeah, I find passion for the instrument and, and just playing old Metallica riffs. I, I, it, I, it actually keeps me invested. Sometimes when I'm like, I'll hate the, all the music business, all the musicians, everything about it. And then, you know, I'll play, you know, battery or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. That's why I like this. Yeah, all this stuff in the beginning. Now I remember, and then I'm happy again. You know, so it doesn't take much for me. Um, But uh, but yeah. Anyway, so stylistically, direction, all that kind of stuff. We were much more geared toward that. I I still remember I was the only one, the only one to my knowledge that was doing like vocal warm ups. You know, backstage because everyone else was just doing the. You know, I mean, there was like little kid guys just making this crazy monster noise, and I. uh, yeah, I was just like, I don't belong with with this. Uh, yeah. I'm not good at that. You know, it's not it's not my thing, and I can't imagine a band coming to a show. You know, it'd be like coming to Summer Slaughter and, and seeing Three Days Grace. You know, doesn't, <laughs> it's not, not appropriate. And so, yeah. uh, so like I said, I, I kind of planned that being the last. You know, two, 2010 was kind of our last time playing with those types of bands, and you know, management. We we talked about uh, moving moving to kind of different waters 
And the new album was very much constructed around that. And, and Victory at the time was seemed very behind it. I mean, they picked like seven singles, six or seven singles. Because I'd write something, they're wow. like, okay, that's a single. And then I wrote another one, they're like, that's the single. And over and over again, it got to the point where we were ready to film a video, and it was still between three songs. Really? The night before. The night before the video. And, and that's they, a lot of that's a lot of songs that for one album to be called like a single like that's yeah, like well, that's like Green Day like uh, American Idiot CD. There's like probably like eight singles on that. You know, I'm real. I'm still very proud of the of the of the the album as a whole. Um, it was certainly more poppy or more commercial. It was just more chorus and hook oriented than metal. Yeah. And at the time, I was kind of, I was kind of burnt out on metal. I can, well, I could arguably say that now in terms of things sounding very much the same you know so th- yeah. everything would ha- had this kind of like it was the same guitar tone the same drum tone the same you know bark the same yells the same everything and i i i've never i don't know i just get sensitive to repeating things so uh so i went out on a limb and did a very personal you know like the lyrics i got really you know very deep and <laughs> much too deep for myself. I can't even listen to the record anymore. Honestly, there's there's <laughs> there's stuff there's stuff that I don't like. It hurts to revisit. Okay, so, so that's why you can't listen. It's not like the quality of the music. You can't go back and listen to. No, it. not myself. Like, I'm very I'm very proud. In fact, usually when I play that stuff for for bands we're with, they're like, how was this not like a huge record? And well, I would throw in there that it was essentially ignored. Uh, the the minute so we were done with finished recording. The offer came from Otep to come out uh, as her backing band, which I said no to. Um, and she's like, that's cool. I totally understand. Because her whole band had quit. Oh, so wow. She, she had a new record that she was basically doing on her own with a uh, um, guy from uh, Tony Campos, I think, from Static X. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it's probably the more famous of the people. And, and she was recording with Ulrich Wilde. Um, who she worked with on the previous album, uh, Smash Control Machine. So, um, so anyway, uh, we, I say no. Tony hears this and he's like, basically, or, or, and, and her manager at the time it was like, you know, this is a big mistake. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was like that. And then Tony was like, you know, you do this or, or the record's going to get shelved. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're going to be in Hotep, <laughs> you know. <laughs> supporting a record that should be on a three days grace tour, but now we'll be out with Otep. And, you know, I think we went out with like one eyed doll. I mean, again, you know, good, good, good fun band, but just the wrong party to wear that head outfit to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so you kind of got forced into playing with Otep in a way. Absolutely. Like strong absolutely. band. Totally. So, so we do that tour and, you know, it goes as, as, as expected. Oh yeah. Blackguard. But uh, yeah, we do the tour. It doesn't go great, um, you know, in terms of just just everything. I think you know, just my band, we were we were kind of not not getting along as well at the time, and and then so Otep has another tour lined up. It's uh, I think we we'll go out with um, Cavalera Conspiracy. Okay, um, Max Cavalera from Soulfly. Right, right. So uh, so we did that tour just as Otep, you know, which at that time was uh, my drummer and my. Uh, guitar player from Dystrophy. So we just, you know, kind of rolled over. And uh, at that point, you know, I, I was getting paid as a musician 
as opposed to industry where I was <laughs> paying to be on the road, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. to, to get the van, you know, gas and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, so, you know, all of a sudden I went from owing a lot of money to making a little money, you know, just like a little bit of money. I was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is okay. It's always and, nice. uh, yeah. And, and honestly, it, Otep and I got along great, you know, and, uh, it was, uh, it was kind of a cool situation. I, I, it was nice to not be always having to push things, you know, push my own agenda. At that time, I kind of lost my agenda. I really lost my way. I didn't, I didn't feel like I knew how to connect, you know, with the audience. Um, I, you know, I think a lot, you're familiar with Weezer, of course. Of course. Uh, I don't know how into Weezer you are, but um, there was an album they had called Pinkerton. Okay. And, yeah, I know of Pinkerton. So I was... I wasn't late to the, well, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't into the first Weezer album or, you know, the one with the sweater song and stuff. I wasn't as yeah. into that, um, you know, but I, I, I liked the videos and all that kind of stuff. But when Pinkerton came out, there was something about that record that really connected with me. And I, I mm. liked it initially. I remember buying it. It was in college and, you know, it was on the edge and it had this kind of weird artwork. And I'm like, I'll buy a, a Weezer record. And, uh, and, and I love like it. you did it begrudgingly. I did. Cause like, you know, I was just kind of looking for new stuff. I mean, back then, can you imagine you would actually buy something that was on the end rack, you know, cause yeah. it, well, it looks interesting. Uh, and, and so, so yeah, I just, I just loved it. And I loved the sound of it. I mean, the lyrics were weird and really, you know, like too personal and all this stuff. And I, and, and I really dug it. And of course it ends up being like their black sheep record that, you know, they disown, for i don't know 15 years or whatever and then it ends up that it turns out that it was hugely responsible for like essentially music genres and and influencing all these musicians much like it did me because i hear a lot of people a lot of musicians refer to the pinkerton album actually yeah yeah because it's 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 awesome it's it's a very i think if i've learned anything through this whole thing the more truthful you can be to yourself, the more interesting the art is. And whether it does well or it doesn't, that's you can't, you cannot, you absolutely cannot predict or control that. Because what what makes something successful is it's outside of that. But um, but doing something that's truthful and honest and is something that you love as the creator and you are totally into. Uh, I think it just guarantees that there's going to be something interesting and valid about it. And that's the way to do it. And the, the best thing about music now being free is that it's removed the incentive of, well, maybe we can make a couple bucks if we make it sound like, you know, this band or this band's hot. Now we can do that. You know, I'm sure in Nashville, it's, it's a whole different game over there, but as far as the rest of, you know, street musicians and, and people making stuff in their, in their basement yeah, uh, or in the garage or whatever, like you should make stuff that you love and it should be this stuff that you love, that you love, you know, not that you think that dude loves or, or, or whatever. It should be Definitely. something. Yeah. It should be something that, because what is inherently personal to you is actually interesting to the world. And, yeah. and I, it, it just ends up working out that way. Kind of like that Orson Welles quote: uh, "Nobody can do nobody can do you but you" type thing. I might have slaughtered it a little bit, but the only person that can do you is you. I think that's how it goes. So I like the idea of uh, the guy who voiced Unicron saying, "You know, you do you." That's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm into it. 
So, I'm sorry um, to interrupt you there, though. No, no, it's it, that's that's all I'm saying. And 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 I think I learned. I mean, what I did with that record it had that in it. It also had you know it had some aspirations of being a little bit more polished and more well, I guess simple. I just wanted something kind of straight ahead. You know, all the songs were like three, three and a half minutes. They 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 weren't like crafty weirdo uh, arrangements. It was just you know get in and get out and, and be be catchy. And, yeah, uh, and again, for 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 what it was, I still I'm still proud of it. But unfortunately, I went so truthful with it that it's just it's hard for me to listen to. It's also you know just like a painful time, so yeah, it's hard it's hard to divorce myself from what what was happening at the time. I hear uh, you, man. I hear you. At first, when you said it was painful to listen to, I was thinking it was like you know going back and listening to my first episode of oh, Uncontained is a little sure. painful to do because you know you've grown so much since then. Oh, Not that it was necessarily bad, yeah. but it wasn't what it is now. Absolutely, I have those CDs. I have those <laughs> earlier ones. The one from like ninety six and ninety seven. Those are those are those are like I don't know bad pictures you know from your from your yeah. past <laughs> yeah they're like your awkward teen photo where you're you like go. just like strangely looking at the camera glasses Brace. crooked and hair sticking up in the back yeah braces and acne man for sure you oh know? yeah oh yeah rocking that yeah. <laughs> right on man so now Let's jump back into talking about Otep. First uh-huh. of all, first of all, something as the singer's name actually is Otep. I thought that was just the name of the band. Right. But it, it's uh, her name. She goes by Otep. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I learned something new today, I guess. I, I didn't <laughs> dive in deep enough. <laughs> okay, so now you actually went on the road and toured with her. We touched on that just yep. a little bit. Now, Nine years. Did... Did she have anything to do with strong arming you into joining OTEP? Like, you know, her manager did something, but was that her? No, and she actually, she can the manager uh, after that. Okay. I I, I can't take, you know, total credit. Like it was the the ultimate gesture because I think there was much more going on, but it, it was kind of part of it. Gotcha. Because the way it was, it was presented to me was not the way that, you know, yeah, she would be silly to do it like that i mean and then yeah. and she i think wrote me and said let's clear the air i heard that this happened and i just wanted to let you know you know i, I just wanted you guys because i got along with you you know it, 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 we were different people she she and i are more um again about the art it was about the show it wasn't about after the show or you know the perks of being in a band if you know if, if there are any um it was just about doing the show. I was, and uh, uh, that's how I was in Destrovitz, you know, I guess a party pooper, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I was so, so fixated on this thing. Uh, yeah, the show was like everything. It was the, it was what I dreamed about and what I wanted to do perfectly or as close to perfectly as possible. You know, it's, it's, it was a heartbreaking experience every time I remember and still to this day or to the last show I did where my favorite part of a show every show okay when the lights go down right okay so when, when the lights go down and the, and the house music dims and then you know like the intro starts and it's dark and it's like it's a perfect moment it should be a perfect moment that anticipation for the band yeah. to come on like hey oh, they're dude, coming up soon it's great and it could be anyone but it's still like this kind of pure moment pure beautiful moment and i swear i've been robbed of it for you know 
almost like a decades just because miscommunications with the uh, house lighting or, or yeah. sound guy or whatever. There's just always something where, you know, every time I'm like, well, that didn't work out, but let's do this show anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so is that your favorite part as a spectator as well? Or I do is love that it. just on stage? Like, is it different? No, I, I'd say both. I mean, I, I even, I even dig the, the vibe right before a movie starts, you know, when it's like something really, you know, big, you know, like when star Wars came out and stuff like that uh, again. And, uh, you know, that, that pause before the, you know, it still, it still gets people. And I, I like that we all share it. It's yeah. A shared, it's a shared anticipation. It's a communal thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. That's cool, man. I've never actually heard anybody talk about that part of this show before, but yeah, that does like have that, that, uh, anticipation slash like everybody being like oh the band starting and getting closer to the stage like coming yeah. up getting their position to watch uh anticipation, sometimes man. you have to fight for it depending on the genre of music you're listening to <laughs> for sure for sure it's just the yeah it, just like anything anticipation is oftentimes better than the actual thing and uh yeah and in and, and you know really relishing it i think it's a it's a good way to enjoy life too if you understand that about anything you understand that anticipation is is almost important as how the thing tastes um maybe more important yeah possibly um but i don't know Uh, the anticipation to something and then say say you're anticipating some tiramisu or something like that (laughs) and it's like oh it's oh that's gonna be good then you get it and it tastes like i don't know the coffee is burnt the sure. uh, lady fingers are stale and uh, you know and it's like well, well, to, I... to that to that point i would say your anticipation was the pleasure right i guess it was the best part yeah exactly. the, the, the real thing it was just a letdown <laughs> yeah yeah and you can't control that but True. you kind of can the anticipation you know all right, this is like some Zen stuff right here, Ari. Hey, I, I, my name my name is Aristotle. I, it it kind of came with that uh, that uh, you, you you are Greek, so you know philosopher and, and and named after the philosopher for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 definitely my character. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Now, I well going back to Otep, I'm glad mm-hmm. that she actually cleared the air and was like, mm-hmm. "This wasn't me," because uh, that could have been an awkward nine years playing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm only here because I don't want my CD shelved. Ah, get in there and play, guitar boy. <laughs> right, right. No, no. I mean, you know, I, I became a, a very uh, big part of it, and uh, you know, wrote or co-wrote the the next record and yeah i mean primarily wrote the the next two you know so right on were you on any of the albums yeah yeah so hydra generation doom so hydra was 2012 2012 or 2013 i can't remember uh and then generation doom 2016 and then cult 45 2018 in cult 45 i actually uh, recorded and produced okay Uh, we we did it in la uh, uh, at the the lair, which is uh, uh, where she did Smash Control Machine, and okay. then uh, and then we took tracks. You know, I took the tracks back here to the studio and worked it here. And she did the uh, vocals in L.A. and then uh, sent stuff here. You know, so 
we could keep going because it was several months. Right on, man. Right on. Very cool. So you're you're not doing Destry at the moment. So Destry basically we, we kind of became a, a dead project. Well, for one, I didn't have I had no motivation to do it because I didn't I didn't have any time. You know, really for the past, since 2011, I guess I spent about half the year on on the road in some way, whether it was rehearsals or or video shoots or, you know, just just random stuff. So I was in LA as much as I was, you know, here. And yeah. uh and so yeah, and and then again for my I I I ran out of what did I want to say, you know? What was left to say? I said said all this stuff and it really didn't work out and and then uh you know, I I had to I have to kind of redream it again. Um and then in, you know, since then like I said I've just been I was so busy with OTEP, but uh, you know, uh I, I left the project uh, early this year in 2019 because at, at a certain point with that, it just, there was nothing more I could do. I mean, I've done everything. I mean, it, there, there would be the only way I could do more would be, I just do the next record on my own, you know, basically. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think I'd be benefiting the project anymore. I think, you know, maybe, maybe it would be due for some, for some new blood or something. I think I've, I've, I've given it as much as I could. Okay. And, uh, and so at this point, you know, I was just kind of figuring out what to do with life and, uh, you know, just get my own life back together a bit. Cause you know, nine years of doing that, you kind of neglect some things at home. And so, uh, just getting stuff back together here. And then, uh, this, this opportunity to like, you know, be a, a, a physical trainer, which I basically have been for the last, you know, dozen years or so, uh, to, to people, to friends. And, uh, you know, you definitely I just, look like it, you, well, definitely thanks. Look like I, it. you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I got really, I got really obsessed with, well, especially performing live, you know, you get a lot of pictures Yeah. and, you know, back in the day, I just didn't know how to, how to eat right. And God, I was starving myself. I mean, literally starving myself. I was eating like 800 calories a day. Um, and it, it works for a little bit. And then a horrible, horrible slingshot effect happens, you know, where you just can't do 800 calories a day. Yeah. And then all, and then God, I put on all this weight and then I'd spend months trying to get it off. And it was just this yo-yo thing. And, uh, you know, it really took, I'd say what, maybe 2014, 2015 around before I finally got my handle and said, okay, I need to, I need to reestablish how I do everything. I figured it out. And, and now it's like easy. It's, it's fun. And having gone through that, I'm driven to explain to people how to do it, how yeah. to take, take away them. You know, people will tell me, you know, they're eating something like this uh, because they think it's healthy for you. They eat trail mix. So yeah. I know firsthand trail mix is the easiest way to put on a savage amount of pounds. Really? Uh, oh, man. But you think, oh, it's healthy, right? It's trail mix. It's got all healthy things. Yeah, but it's calorie-dense material that's basically meant for people who can't carry much for, with them on a trail, you know, hiking in the mountains all day, and they need to live, right? Okay. So unless you're doing that, don't eat it. Do not. Get away from it. You know, unless you can be cool with, like, that much, like, a, you know, a couple ounces. And who wants yeah. a couple ounces of trail mix? No way. Um but it's things like that that I've I've been happy to pass on to people. I, I I've learned so much about just kind of 
I don't know, some physical therapy and just helping people with aches and pains. Cause since I've gone through so many, I've had some horrific injuries. I tore both my pecs, wow. tore my hamstring. You know, I, I know what it means to go too hard, you know, and I know what it means to not give much effort. And I know, I know where the, I know where that is. I know where, how to get somebody in the right zone and, uh, and to, to, and to get somebody results fast, not magic, but, uh, fast enough you know yeah um time is really your your friend in all this stuff provided you're doing something reasonably good for yourself and figuring out a good diet instantly i'm talking like in in within several meals you'll be like i feel better you know i went to the bathroom it was great it's just (laughs) it's just like stuff that will happen that your life will be better absolutely unequivocally you know unquestionably better but getting someone to actually do it yeah is like convincing someone to cut off a finger or something because they're like i'm not giving that up no way i'm doing this this is my thing i love it and i'm like really do you you know really analyze next time you eat that you know wad of cheesy fries or whatever the thing is no one who eats that thing feels immediately good it's just you don't. You, now, what do you feel good about? The anticipation, my friend. The anti- it all comes back to the anticipation. It all does <laughs> because that's what sells it. You're like, I love this thing. Do you really? Well, you're telling yourself you love it, and I believe that. So you're building yourself up. You're like, oh, I can't wait to do this thing. And you do it, and, th- and that's when I want to be with the person to be like, okay, how do you feel right now? You know, How do you feel? It's been five minutes. How's, you know, they're clutching the stomach or unbuttoning or whatever. You know, there's, there's always discomfort after eating crazy stuff and you're never honest with yourself because you're so sold on the sizzle, you know, you're sold on the the marketing of it. And, uh, yeah, that stuff kills me. Marketing kills me. Yeah. Marketing, man. It'll, it'll get you out here, out here in California. Everybody (laughs) does grass fed beef. Like I know it's healthier for you. I know it's healthier for you, but you have to ask why, uh, you know, because why is it healthier for it's it? less fatty? Well, but I, I don't I don't even know if it's less fatty uh, it, in, in some ways. I think it changes the nature of the fat itself. Huh. So it's a healthier fat. But the thing is, in general, I'd say don't eat a lot of fat, you know, yeah. eat the most trim stuff so that 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 ends up being a little more marginal. Um, so what do you think about like uh, the bulletproof coffee diet where they like uh, mix like butter with coffee? And... Good marketing, man. Dude, I drank it. I drank it at the Erewhon place over in the – if you know LA. Uh, I remember getting it there because I, I saw some people on like Instagram drinking it. and It's over in the Melrose area. And I, uh, yeah, it's tasty. It's expensive and it's it's crap, man. You know, don't yeah. do it. It's not. <laughs> no, I tried it once too. I was like, okay, this tastes kind of weird. I've never really put butter like in my coffee. It tastes like toast to me. Toast, okay. Yeah. All right. I've you know, done coconut me. oil myself. I haven't like like coconut oil in coffee. Like you know, as like whatever. Again, it's it, 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 these these are marginal things where people should be looking at like the big picture, right? Yeah. You so, know, and the big picture is just to eat like a, a grown adult and it takes care of a lot of the stuff. And it, you know, if you, so you mean like that. grown adult, supersized meals at <laughs> right. Burger King, like for a grown a, a person, grown adult, I would hope, I would hope would not feed their kid that, you know, like instinctively, 
Yeah, they do. They do. I know they do. Because um, it's easy, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's easier. And a lot of people say it's cheaper, but if you do the math, it really isn't. It's cheaper at the moment. But if you yeah. do your math that way, God, help your bank account, you know, because the things add up. You know, yeah. what you do every day adds up. And uh, what you, you know, the, my, my, uh, my morbid saying is, as you get older, you become the sum of your mistakes. Right? Mm. So it's like these things start to add up. It's like, it's all good for a while. You can survive and, and you can do well and in spite of the things you do against yourself. But they add up and they accumulate. And then when they start showing up, it's usually kind of, you know, a little closer to too late than, uh, than, than you, you might like. Yeah, I, I hear that, man. I hear that. Like, I, I have, like, recently pretty much cut soda out. I replaced it with coffee, which is pretty I mean, much straight black coffee. That's great. Now, with the soda, it's just as long as it's calorie-free. You don't get excited about bubbly water. You know, it's 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 fine. There's nothing. You know, I think the artificial sweetener thing, it's like, if you know a little, it's terrifying. If you know a lot, it ain't a big deal. You know, huh. so it, just, it, it depends on how much research you want to get into. Um, but yeah, if you want to start arguing with like a internet psycho, I, I just don't, I can't, I just do. You know okay. what I mean? One of the things about getting in shape is that it's kind of, again, unquestionable. You know, I can argue with somebody forever and I'll be like, honestly, you know, what are you trying to do that you're convinced me of? What are you trying to look like? Typically it's pretty lean. You know, it's, it's, it's this. Yeah. So whatever you're telling me, it's like, you know, go do it if you want to prove it. Um, so before I jump into my final questions here, what would sure. be like one uh, piece of advice, physical fitness wise? Like say if somebody wanted to get leaner, maybe not, maybe not, not necessarily rip, but just lean and maybe a little bit cut, you know? Yeah. My, uh, my best thing, my best thing I always tell people, don't drink your calories. Make sense? Okay. Don't drink your calories. What's the hard liquor? Yeah, right. Well, honestly, <laughs> if, if you must, must, must medicate yourself, yeah, don't do it. Do it with the minimal caloric expense. I would say, you know, I mean, I, I've asked somebody. It's like, are you are you just looking to get wasted? Is that your goal? It's like, if that is, well, do it with you know, expediency. Don't 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 piss around. Just do it, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, unless your goal is both to add you know, weight and, uh, and get wasted and, you know, destroy your liver. It's like, you got to pick your, you got to pick your meds, I think uh, for what you're trying to address. Um, but in general, I always say, don't drink your calories. Don't drink juice. You know, don't drink, don't do smoothies. I mean, protein drinks. I'm a, I'm a fan of if it's just protein, um, you know, but, but carby, weird, sugary drinks, they're just, they're not in your best interest as a general rule. Um, that's my, that's okay. my $1,000 advice for free. All right. Very, very good. All right. So let's, we'll get some more advice from you here. Mm-hmm. I have so much. This will, this will be more geared towards the entertainment industry. Yeah. If you want to throw mm-hmm. some fitness stuff in there, feel free. Sure. But, uh, what uh, advice do you have for somebody who may be looking to get started out in the music industry? <laughs> my favorite advice was uh, from, from Cliff Burton, who said, quit. It's still my favorite. Uh, but, oh, good but old not, Cliff. But, yeah, but not, not – uh, what's, what's better advice? Um, 
if you pay attention to the business, if you're in, if you are interested in getting in the music business, you better have an interest in business, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people and and, and a, a lot of bands I'll talk to they're they're trying to trying to get signed. That's their big thing. I just want to get signed. I'm like, well, what do you what do you think is going to happen when you get signed? What do you think that's going to do for you? Well, it gets you to the next level. That's usually what they say. I say, okay, I understand. Where you, I, I know the mentality because I had it. And I said, well, what do you think that next level is? What do you think they're going to do for you that you're not doing currently? It's like, do you think that they're going to take over your social media and like elevate it to some sort of, you know, entertainment tonight status? You know, do you think that they're going to just drop a bunch of money on this thing and, you know, pray that it makes, makes all that money back? I mean, you, when you get someone to be realistic, I think... I think they are able to be realistic, but most people are very comfortable not actually thinking about what it is that they're asking for. You know, um, that's 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 advice in itself. Like, figure out what you really want, and then be be very uh, realistic and detailed about what that actually is. Otherwise, yeah, you'll flail about and just be like, well, you know, okay. So do you think there should be another goal for a band besides getting signed or should Absolutely. they be focusing on something else? Absolutely. Write awesome songs. Write awesome songs. There's nothing that beats that. That beats everything. That literally beats everything. Write awesome songs. How do you know they're awesome songs? Usually people will tell you. Not your, you know, your friends and your mom or whatever. It's it's got to be, you know, people just like I need a copy of that song you played. Yeah. I need it. I need it. I, I was, I was lucky enough. I worked my ass off to try and be a better songwriter. And I would have people threaten me that wanted, you know, copies of like a, something I had like on a demo tape that I didn't like anymore. And I would hide them away. And they were trying to steal them literally. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a good, uh, I don't know, portent. It was like a, I, I, in, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that was a good thing. You know, if people wanted it that badly, this, this, this weird thing that I made, um, maybe there's something to this this project, or at least to the the art that I'm doing. That yeah, makes it, it makes it wantable. You know, it's not good enough just because you did it. They have to want it for some reason. It has to have something uh, that calls people to it. And uh, what is that exactly? I don't know you got to figure it out for yourself. You know, everybody's trying to figure it out. You know, I'm I'm always on the lookout for new great stuff. You know. And, trying to think what's the last thing i mean like the billy eilish stuff right that like caught on with everybody at the same time you know that really um basic yeah catchy thing um and i think and i also think that her personality and her presentation obviously ties into it but at the same time having not seen her and just hearing the song there's something like oh, this is something a lot of people want and you know try and do that Try and make it. And if it's not, listen to, pay attention to what's what people actually do want, and figure out why. You know what it is. What is compelling about what these people are doing, and how is it? How is my stuff not doing that? Yeah, um, but you. I think in like to go back to something you said earlier too. To add on to that, you yeah, find out what people want, but also make sure it's something you like. Correct. Don't, yes. don't just no, no. be like, Oh, they like this. I'm going to do this. Cause if you don't like doing it, you're going to burn out on that quick. It won't be Absolutely. sustainable. No, I would say it's more, it's more in figuring out what, 
your material may have uh, it's it's more analyzing the grades for what why is why is this working and why is the thing I did not working? Yeah, right? it's not so much like you know. Although there's absolute merit to write your own version of this song. You know, it doesn't have to be like the only song you ever did. It should be the one of two hundred songs. You know, make your own version of that song. Try and figure out why does that song work. What what is it that you like about it? Why do you like it? Yeah, right? you know, figure that out and figure out how to make you know how to how to communicate that thing that you need to communicate and use the tools that are out there to do it you know because what what gets in the way of a lot of people i think is just misuse of tools or or lack of knowledge about tools i you know, hear that especially man. yeah especially like arrangements you know i'll hear a song and i'll be like dude there's no chorus in this song and those are pretty important things you know and it, it, it's hard to explain to someone until you play them a, a, a regular song and you be like, watch, you know, what happens here really soon, you know, within like 45 seconds. Yeah. And you see how we knew that part was coming. You know, when you show someone that, they go, oh, and then you can look at their song and say, okay, here's a really beautiful thing you did, you know, very unique and very interesting. How can you prop that up in a way that now I anticipate, right? It's coming <laughs> and, and it's a big deal, you know, and, and that's, that's that's again that's just using you know it's it's like building i don't know you're you're building a, a countertop and like you know look at another countertop how did they you know are they using yeah kind of use it as a of, blueprint yeah what kind of glue are they using it's like why you know if yours is like just on stilts i've never seen one like that maybe you know you figure it out you you start to <laughs> you start to make uh, you start to reverse engineer some of the things uh, from that other people have done or that can sit, they consistently do. It's not necessarily what this one band did. You know, I think that's always a, a, a tricky practice. If you try to, well, you know, well, tool does this. Like, yeah, tool can get away with that. Yeah. But there's, there is that tool. Don't try and be them They're They've done it. No. So instead of looking at what they did, maybe, you know, see why you like what they did, see what other people have done to, solve a similar problem you know just start addressing songs as like little little uh, problems to solve um i think that that can help people a lot it certainly right helps on, man. when i have people in the studio that's that's one of my jobs is to help them figure out you know how can we get from this to this and make it smooth or make it impactful or make it dynamic or make you know make it worth uh waiting through another repeat of that part right definitely man so um, that, that talking about your studio brings me to the next question just about perfectly, uh, with your studio, with your music, with, uh, even your physical training, what is it that you're doing right now to promote yourself? Whether it's something with social media, what is it that's working for you right now? Oh my God. I am the worst. I, I've <laughs> never, I, I don't, <laughs> I, it's social media has never been remotely, uh, instinctive or or interesting, uh, you know. My 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 drummer who was in the OTEP, he, he like he does his like he does little. Uh, he's into Snapchat and all this other kind of stuff. He talks to his camera like it's a person, you know, or to his phone, phone camera. Yeah. Right? So, and I think you need that. And I I watch YouTubers and how comfortable they are just talking, just endlessly talking and speaking very well. 
uh, about some subject, you know, with, with seemingly little editing. And, uh, God, I just don't think I have that. I, I'm very, <laughs> I think, I think I'm good with one-on-one. I love talking with yeah. people. I, I mean, I was a, I was a teacher. I, I, I got my education at the university of Iowa. I was, I was a, a student or a substitute teacher for five years. And I love instruction. I love, uh, you know, I just like being social, but I don't know if I like being social media, right? (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I I love it. I'll I'll be honest with you. It's, it's extremely uncomfortable for me. You Um, gotta give somebody, you gotta give the people something to anticipate on social media. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, it's all going to come back to that. We'll probably have to name this show. It's all in the anticipation or something. This yeah, episode, you, so you can have a picture of uh, the the doctor from uh, uh, what's that uh, Halloween show? Anticipation. What's his it's, name? Doctor Frankfurter. Frankenfurter. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Rocky Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I, I knew that's what you were going towards. Uh-huh. <laughs> right um, on, man. So, so yeah. Yeah, well, social it, media isn't necessarily your strong point right now. No, no. If I have a, if I got a kryptonite, it's that. It's uh, fair enough. I'm, I need, I need to work harder on it. Everyone tells me. My girlfriend tells me. My band's always told me. I'm, I'm terrible at it, and I need to, I need to figure it out. I need to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. I can always uh, use a little boost to my social media game as well. Uh, it's, it's being, I, I'm, I'm actually a very private person. I'm, w- I'm more than willing to share with somebody who's interested. It's extremely difficult to the idea of just putting, just vomiting information on someone who doesn't necessarily want it, which I know it's not, it's not the nature. I mean, if somebody doesn't want it, they will <laughs> click yeah. right over it. So uh, it, yeah, there's, I'll, I'll have to get over that, uh, that disconnect there somehow. I hear you, man. I hear you. It's just, just put it out there. They'll, you'll get like three seconds and they'll decide if they like it or not. Then if they don't, you won't be bothering them anymore. Yeah. Uh, That's that's the the other tough thing is, is, you know, the, the armchair quarterbacks or the, you know, just anyone, it's like everyone has an equal font size, right? Yeah. No matter how uneducated, uh, you know, backwards thinking wrong-headed you are you have the same voice as someone you know who's not that that's that's always been very troubling for me uh you know i i always i mean it, it gets part of the the, <laughs> the haters and the ability to just you know just say whatever you want uh but i i, I use an example there's, there's people on on the internet obviously I follow a lot of fitness guys that will criticize a Mr. Olympia, his, his like exercise form. And it's such a hilarious thing. You know, it it would be like, I don't know. I don't even know. It'd be like trying to tell, you know, Bill Gates how to make, you know, it's like, you're really messing out on like some income streams, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, the people who are doing that are the people who are sitting in their mom's basement, like probably 300 pounds, just trying <laughs> to feel better about themselves by telling Mr. Olympia, uh, yeah, you're doing those curls wrong. You should have a chocolate eclair in one hand and you uh, hoo in the other, you know? Maybe, maybe. It, it, yeah, the, the drive to do it is, is always strange to me. It, 
it, to, yeah, to have access, that's the thing. It's like you have access to this person. You, you could ask a question that, that could mean something or you, I don't know. You could say something to someone uh, to connect with them. But then it's a lot of times it's that. It's some hilarious – it's like a weird jab. and I, I, It's so alien for me. It's difficult to understand. And I'm sure – as with anything, you probably get used to it. I've always just kind of tried to stay away. Yeah, yeah, I hear that, man. So, <laughs> you know, it's like if they aren't talking trash, they aren't doing something right, you know? That's, it's yeah. like if you, if you a, have haters, you're doing okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not a, it doesn't ease my mind about it, but yeah, it, it's the I know, truth. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, well, let's switch, uh, the subjects from, uh, internet trolls to, uh, highlights. What's a highlight or two that, uh, you've had from on the road that you care to share? Oh boy. I, I always say the tour Destrophy had in 2009 where we were direct support for typo negative. Was oh, like, wow. It's just insane. You know, even just saying it out loud now it's, uh, and, and to me, uh, Peter Steele before he passed it was the passed I think the next April, um, oh, and we had the tour with them in October. I mean, you know, Halloween with with typo negative, and it got to hang with this guy, and you know, again for physical, you know, being a physical frontman, he absolutely influenced. I mean, I changed the style of shirt I was wearing at the time. I was eating more. I'm like, I gotta get bigger, like Peter Steele. When I was, <laughs> you know, nineteen. I was, you know. Uh, and, and just the song writing style and, the, and the, the the melodic vibe, it was a huge influence on, on me. And so, yeah, to get this tour and then to meet the guy and he's just, he's awesome and so self-deprecating and so kind. And, uh, you know, I got to show him, I was, I was using kettlebells at the time. I was, we, cause you know, there wasn't, wasn't gyms like there were even today. I was just thinking about that anytime fitness and stuff. It was kind of a new, new deal. But, um, yeah, I was showing him the kettlebell and, you know, Russian. It was kind of, uh, I don't know. It was it was a special time, special moment. I, I, I still remember he caught me. I was looking in the mirror, you know, checking myself out and, like, seeing how, you know, am I doing okay? You know, a little muscle. And he, he caught me. He was walking by and he's like, you look good. You look good. Like, super nice. <laughs> not not a hint of condescension. Just a, like, man, you're, you're you know, good job. <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's that's credential that's like props so cool. right there yeah man we, we yeah we got a picture of him from uh i think it was at sayerville new jersey played a huge show with him he was you know off off side stage watching his play it was yeah it's a hell, hell of a memory nice man though those, those like uh shows probably you know those the memory of that will stick with you for a while, especially since you yeah. can't go and play with him again, you know, no, unfortunately. We were the last band, last band to play with him. And funny enough, we, we, we kind of got the gig because first of all, I'm like, how the hell do we get this gig? You know, we're nobody. We just released a, you know, album on victory records. How is so our, our, our wonderful uh, radio and our guy, uh, Brett had pitched us. And saying that, you know, this front guy is straight edge, you know, he's sober, clean, because Peter at the time was wearing a, uh, an a, a ankle bracelet that would detect alcohol and I think maybe even weed. And, oh, wow. Uh, if he would have gotten busted, he would have gone to prison. Really? So he was, yeah, he was in a situation. I mean, I think they were torn. They needed money as well. And it was, uh, you know, he was... 
he was in a tougher spot, I think, physically. Um, you know, just health problems. He's a big guy. Yeah, and um, didn't he used to drink like a whole bottle or, or two of wine on stage yeah, during a and show? He, and he would. He said he he talked about that. He said he did that to counter stage fright, which is and again, you know, hilarious. I mean, I I've had the jitters certainly, but I can't imagine on that level, especially. When everyone loves you, <laughs> you know. I know. It's a, it's a different thing when we're going out there, like we're just about to go out in front of this audience that probably really just wants to see typo negative tonight. But you know, we go and do our thing, and uh, you know, this guy uh, in front of you know that's crazy, fields man. of people. But but he was not that man when 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 I met him. You know, when we met him, he was uh, as I said, and, and maybe he always was this just self-deprecating. I think it, it always comes through with him. He would just make jokes at, at his own expense all the time. He said, he, he what did he say about us? Destrophy, good guys with terrible haircuts. is <laughs> 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 pretty great. That's pretty perfect. Great. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, it was, it was accurate. One more question about mm-hmm. touring with Peter Steele. Yeah. When you were on tour with him, did you dye your hair black? Oh, I didn't, but we got to sing that song with him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We got up on stage and, uh, yeah, did the, you know, black, black, she black. Does it black. Black. It's so cool. And he had asked, he asked, you know, it was like his offer. It was like, hey, we'd love for you to come up and do it. I'm like, <gasps> dude, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome right there. That's Amazing. That's the highlight. You can't top yeah. that right now. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny, like, you forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> right on man so i actually just got a couple more questions for you here uh i know i've kept you probably close to an hour it's getting late to where you are so we'll roll with we'll roll with these here um now when somebody comes to see you perform or listens to a one of your albums what is it that you want them to take away and remember about your performance is there something you want them to feel Something to feel. You know, I, I used to use the, the term, this, this epic sound. Um, so epic and big. Something, yeah, just big, grand. That, that That's always been important to me. And, you know, it, for whatever reason, I, a huge comic book fan. I couldn't have, no one could be happier about the state of, you know, Marvel dominating yeah. the scene than than me for this it's like fell in my lap you know my 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 love of comics since you know for since i can remember and the thing that's so cool about those things is the epic scale right it's it's all huge it's usually kind of like small stories in a way but on this huge scale just like mythology in general mythology is philosophical uh little vignettes but set in against epic circumstance or epic characters bigger than life you know bigger than life and and, and, and epic is uh, hopefully that's that's the that's the aspiration so i hope if they come away with that uh, that means i did something that i wanted nice man nice uh, so just an epic sound an epic feeling be like <laughs> like a wall of something just hit them <laughs> yeah yeah when we, when we used to play I mean, we we, we kind of got famous for dragging around a bunch of lights uh with us when in the early 2000s which was again not not common i uh, do remember that all the strobes and everything yeah because you know and i had in sync to this this crazy proto computer <laughs> you know and uh yeah everyone was like whoa it's like a little arena show in this you know tiny club <laughs> and that that was that was the vibe that's what we wanted you know 
Right on, man. Yeah. So just take that bigger than the bigger than life experience with it, whether it's a small show or not. I like that. I like that. Okay. So I actually have one more question. Just one more question left for you before that, before we get to that final question, Ari, um, where can people find you on your corner of the internet? If they want personal training, if they want to get an album recorded or just, uh, get directed to some of your music, Cool. Uh, where so can they go? Personal training is ariarmy.com. A-R-I-A-R-M-Y.com. Uh, recording studio is innerlightrecords.net. Okay. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll probably do some stuff on Instagram uh, pretty soon. I haven't touched it for almost seven months or whatever. Oh wow! Uh, but but yeah, I know that's how that's how little invested I am. But I'll I'll do something. I I I feel like some stuff's coming. You know, we didn't we didn't even really talk about the the, the Victory Records. Oh yeah, scale. yeah. But, uh, I mean. It's interesting. I, you so know. what 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 is going on with Victory? Victory sold to yep. or got bought by somebody. So what Liter- what's uh, what's rolling on with that? I, I asked my old manager to because of you, because of this podcast. Really? I was like, I was like, you know what? We're, we're going to talk some Destrovia. I haven't even thought about Destrovia in a long time. I want to know what is the status of the project as far as Victory is concerned. Because technically, we still owe, I still owe, like three albums, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which would be like you know essentially unpaid works of charity. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hard to work for that kind of money. Mm-hmm. But, but then I was like, well, you know, let's let's just see what happens. Less than twenty four hours later, everyone's texting me, "Did you hear about Victory?" And I'm just like, oh my god, Victory just got sold. So now a new label owns it uh i'm not sure of the details but they're going to address you know the active roster we're not i don't know if we qualify as active rock roster since we haven't done anything since 2011 uh but you know they, they still play that the way your world on the series every once in a while so it's right it's not like it's not like it's a loss uh money loser currently so um you know if they're interested hey man i'm I think I can still sing. It's been a minute. <laughs> I can still play. I've been busting my ass for some reason. I just got, I got fell in love with uh, just trying to get better as a player. I'd say yeah. over the last couple of years. And so, you know, for not knowing why, just knowing that I wanted to get better and uh, just been practicing and uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll try singing a little bit and see if, uh, if things are still there. And, you know, I've, I've been writing some stuff and I've got something that I was like, man, that could have been the next song. Yeah, man. 2020 could be a, something something come out. Right on, right on. When you're playing those, you just record those since you have your own studio and be like, I'll come back to this. Too easy, yeah. I've just got a <laughs> bunch, you know, bunch of riffs, bunch of files. And uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple that, like I said, just speak to me in the way that does, you know, the stuff early on did. And uh, you know, I'm still big on hooks and, and big epic choruses and and big riffs you know and and big drum beats and uh just a big sound i want something like that and and selfishly i'm looking for some like better gym jams you know because i get i get kind of bored like i said with metal lately 
you know, there's some cool stuff. I, I enjoy that. Like what as LA dying came out, uh, Kubla Khan comes out tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about that. Okay. Uh, we got, uh, fire from the gods. Uh, I don't know if you heard of them, but man. And then uh, another band I really like, uh, straight from the path. They're coming out maybe at the end of the month or something like that. There's some cool stuff out there for sure. Right on, man. Right on. Yeah, I'm always looking for like a good new band to check out because, you know, you get kind of I find myself like out here mainly hearing what's on the radio. Sometimes like, no, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. Like always looking for some new things or I don't what I don't want to do is become the guy where well, they stopped making good music in the early 2000s. Dude, I tell <laughs> you, my, my Metallica playlist gets a lot of love on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's something about, I don't know, there's some there is something about songs. I don't know, maybe God, even the, around 2000 era or 2005, there's maybe it's. Maybe it's just nostalgia. Yeah, you know, and that and like even some of like the nineties. Oh yeah, like nineties, like STP and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like you, that comes on, and it's like, all right, this is this is some well, good some, crap. Something about all those those bands back then, like, and this is being a production nerd about it, but they all sounded so different. Completely yeah, completely different because they were recorded in completely different ways. Whereas now everything. You know, funny enough, you can see this thing behind me. This Kemper yep. is, is somewhat responsible, maybe for for everything sounding the same, because it's like every amp in one little box. Now everyone can use kind of the same stuff. But um, I don't know. I still think there's creative ways to not sound like everyone else, and uh, and still sound good. You yeah, know, da- dance music and electronic, you know, EDM has really set kind of like a standard for bass and you know loud everything and the drums you know have to be like perfect and everything's auto-tuned and all this stuff Uh, Uh. yeah there's a lot of rules but everything's got it on it it's like it's like hating on facetune you know what i mean or or photoshopping (laughs) what is is facetune (laughs) (laughs) facetune is like a baby photoshop app that you know takes a lot of the commands out of it for you you like hit it and then all of a sudden your face has oh it's you know, a no, real app no wrinkles and and you look like wow. a damn damn glowy alien usually but you know people use it on their regular photos but yeah facetune is the 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 auto-tune of you know photoshop i'd say but but as i say it, it getting on that it's 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 just what level you want to take it everything's edited you know unless it's live not yeah, you know, this, even this show will be edited exactly. uh, a little bit, but you know, I try to keep I try to keep the flow of it the same, but you know, get right. out some of the uhs and ums, and uh, when it stops recording <laughs> randomly yeah. on you, because uh, yeah, I tried to make it sound like it didn't do that, but I'm sure there might be a gap where it's like, oh yeah, it sounds like it stopped recording for a minute, yeah. <laughs> right. But all right, man, you'll have to keep me posted on what happens with uh, Victory. If they're going to have you put out some more albums or whatnot, uh, if you if you get the itch to get the get the gang back together with Destrophy anniversary show or anything like that. I can uh, I can totally imagine playing some show at some point, you know, just. Yeah. just to do again. Can I imagine trying to get in a van and torture myself for a couple months? No, <laughs> it's not, not that fun. Uh, but you know, if I, if I could put say, together, I don't know, 
10 dates or something, you know, that'd be cool. Reasonable. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I'd, I'd accept it again and again, you know, going out and playing for six people or whatever it is. It's as long as it's enjoyable. I, I basically, yeah. for me, this has been a job for 10 years. You know, I'd say even, even when we were doing the destry stuff, it was a job. It was not fun. I did it for, to do that. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to do it because it was fun. Just so I know what that's like again. Like I remember, you know, in high school and I remember in my early twenties, there was a time when it was actually fun and uh, it would be, I, I'd like to go out on, on that note instead of the, uh, you know, more morbid. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Plumbing job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. I hear you. All right. So Ari, I want to thank you for joining me tonight, talking to me, sharing Pleasure. advice from music to physical fitness to, you know, to enjoying the anticipation and Greek <laughs> philosophy and stuff. Um, it, it's, it's been fun, man. I do have one more question for you. Yeah. It's the final question of the show. Ari Miholopoulos, how do you live uncontained? I live uncontained, it, especially regarding when we talked about the idea of people saying you can't do this. Uh, I have, I have heard those words from the beginning that this is not a good idea. Uh, you'll <laughs> never, you'll never be able to sustain that. Uh, I don't care what it's been, it, it, including my 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 physical fitness. You know, where everyone's like, ah, you'll you won't be into that very long. You know. Uh, you can't, you can't stay on a diet forever. Uh, things like that. <laughs> so for one, I'm very competitive, extremely competitive, which has pushed me to learn how to do a lot of things. So okay. if someone says I can't do something, a lot of times I will just figure out how to do it and I'll do it. So this studio basically was a response to an investigation into a guitar sound that I desperately needed to know how to do. I needed to know how the, that Metallica sound was made. Okay. Right? And, you know, at the time it was kind of one of these like secrets and, you know, just don't worry about it. That type of thing, which obviously drove me even crazier. You know, <laughs> I, I studied those, those magazine articles, like, you know, people study the shroud of Turin, right? It's like, I needed to know everything about it. And eventually I, started, I kind of learned everything about recording. And the same thing happened with, with doing live sound, you know, like I was sick of dealing with terrible, terrible, terrible sound guys and yeah. ruining the vibe of the show. So I learned how to do sound. And eventually I was a, I was a full sound guy on like the mayhem tour, you know, with uh, uh, Rob zombie and, uh, Oh, wow. And, and, uh, you know, Mastodon was out and, you know, I mean, it was, it was, so I, I went that far with it, you know, the, 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 when people are like, nah, you can't, can't do that. Oh, can't yeah, do, your, can't you. do your own song. <laughs> you know, eventually I did it, you know? And, uh, um, so yeah, I've never, I've just never let someone telling me it can't be done ever, not even remotely, uh, influence me. Usually I'll just agree with the person to get them away from me. Um, and then I'll start working on it. That's, <laughs> okay. That's my... So you won't even be like, yeah, I can watch it. Be like, okay, yeah, sure. I can. Yep. I just and need then... them. I need them away from me. 
I need people that are that are against or bad influences or naysayers, uh, you know, bad mojo. I, I get it away from me and I, I work on it, you know, and there's there's nothing I haven't been able to do. Um, that well, in that case, in that case, I don't think you can get Dustfeet back together again. <laughs> that will never happen. Well played. <laughs> but... <laughs> <Good show. laughs> All, right. All right, man. All right, so that's cool, man. So, uh, real quick, before we move on to the closing, like, what is it, is it that you had to sacrifice in order to get to where you are? Oh, uh, well, or guess... a, a couple things you've had to sacrifice. Um. Yeah, you know, the thing the the thing about describing being on the road, because that's basically what I've done for the you know since two thousand eight, in some form or another, a, a decent part of the year. When you go on the road, um, your life is here, right? Yeah. And everyone else's life keeps going, and then when you come back, your life is still here, and everyone else is like, you know. They're doing, they're still, they're doing their thing. So whatever you would have done, you know, and maybe been in a similar situation, whether that's financially or, or relationships, um, you know, just even career paths, all that stuff, you were in the same spot. So it was really strange, you know, obviously, you know, deciding yeah. that I'm done. This is, this is the year I'm done. And I'm like, Oh, I'm a, I have to I have to roll the tape back to uh, 2008 before I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is where I'm kind of at. You know, I need yeah. to I need to refigure out what you know my life and, and and stuff I'm doing. So that's a sacrifice. It's it's a sacrifice of of time and, and development. Uh, but I think all you know simultaneously, you're also having you know some worldly experiences. I mean, I've been to Europe like six seven times i've been wow. to australia i've been i've been to brazil i've been you know been to the middle east I've, I've traveled so no one can say i haven't traveled ever yeah and anything that they say you know in regards to traveling i could be like eh, i i got that covered so <laughs> um so i got that out of it but uh you know and, and just learning how to make every place uh kind of home a little bit uh anywhere i go i can i can get comfy quick you know anywhere i go i can figure out what i need to do to get through my day or to take care of my own needs quick being self uh self-reliance is you know i'm good i'm covered wherever Um, you roam wherever you lay your head is home that's it's the truth it's the absolute (laughs) truth you figure it out man you figure out a way to you know you end up in a weird location for a couple of days. Yeah, I'll figure it out. You know, right? Make it, on, I'll make man. make the best of it. And uh, so that's that's the upside of it is I think you just get some great life skills, and, and you know you deal with some weird people. You know, every day oh, there's a there's a situation you're like, wow, I did not plan for that, and uh, you know now you got that in your in your uh, arsenal. You can deal yeah. with that person. Definitely, dude. Next time. Definitely. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I've had a blast catching up with you. Me too. Uh, let's not wait another like okay. 12 years or so, yeah. 10, 12 years. I don't even know what year it is right now. Uh, <laughs> like three presidents. 
Yeah, I, I know. I know. No, he had a double. He had a double. Yeah, he did have a double. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, let's not wait wait that long to catch back up. Uh, you know, come back on. Let me know what's uh, going on with uh, the new record label. For sure. And um, I guess people will just have to anticipate till the next time you come on the show. <laughs> and <laughs> all right, man. Will you do me one final thing, one final favor? And sign off the show for me tonight, Ari. This is Aristotle Mihalopoulos, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Ari for joining me. It was great catching up with him. And, uh, yeah, it had been a while, over uh, 12 years or something like that, back when I was on the college radio station. Uh, and they were promoting chrysalis so if you haven't checked out Destifer yet even though they're not playing at the moment make sure you do so and uh, i'll have uh their links in the show notes for you to uh go and check out so thank you for listening and until next time live uncontained